0: Hey fam, before we get to the show, look, if you haven't heard the news, you guys, if you haven't heard, we're going on tour. We're going on tour. We are coming to a city near you, like within the next 30 days. I want to tell you where we're going, you guys. We're going to Washington, D.C., August 28th, Philadelphia, August 29th, San Francisco, September 2nd, Los Angeles, September 3rd, Seattle, September 5th, and Denver, September 6th.
1: We have surprises in every city. We promise you, no two shows are the same. Our show in New York was not the same as Nashville. We are making these special for you guys. We cannot wait to see
0: you. And if you think we're crazy to be going on tour in this moment, let me just tell you it is going to be the funnest and safest night of your entire summer slash fall. Everyone coming to the show has to be fully vaccinated, and everyone needs to wear a mask during the show. And I know that sounds hard or maybe impossible, but if the good people of Nashville can do it, where we just did two shows, Last week. They wore their beautiful masks the entire time and everyone had a blasty blast. Am I wrong?
1: We had so much fun. And of course, we would love it to be another way, but we still want to come and see you guys. So we are making it work as best and as safely as we can. And we really had a blast in Nashville.
0: So go to our website, disappearedpot.com, click on the See Us Live link, get your tickets quick. I'm telling you, a lot of the shows are more than half sold out already. Come see us for the funnest, safest night of your summer. I was going to make a condom joke, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Fam, we're sitting here in our hotel room in Nashville where we're, mm-hmm. where we're here doing our live shows. And Ellen rolled in here full bathrobe. Full yeah. bathrobe. Girl, did you just
1: get up? No, I've been awake all morning, but uh. I'm not going to stare at you and work with you all day long and not be comfortable.
0: <laughs> Are you just going to start coming to the studio every day in a bathrobe? It's not a bad idea. <laughs> We're sitting in this super comfy, cozy hotel room like nothing's happening.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say let's move to Nashville, but it turns out nothing opens till 6 p.m. here. <laughs> We've gone out looking for food, yes. for drinks, yes. for fun. Everyone's like, yeah, we don't open till yeah, later. No. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, what time does
0: happy hour start in New York? We're like, like noon. 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 Noon, yeah. noon and a little before. Yeah,
1: even 11.30 in some parts. <laughs>
0: You guys, if you're looking for more shenanigans, join us on the Patreon. It's three full ad-free bonus episodes each month. Right now, there's over like 25 full ad-free bonus episodes, girl. I think
1: there's more than that. I don't think you count well, but whatever. Here Wait, we are.
0: So we started with Snapped. We moved on to See No Evil. Now we're doing Evil Lives Here. We just covered the Dirty John
1: shenanigans. Yeah. I mean, which we both knew very well, yeah. so we were ready to dive into. But listen, I'm ready. That's what you all wanted. We took a vote. We tallied the votes. Uh-huh. That's what you all wanted. So whatever you guys want, we are here for you, we will change shows. And just for
0: the record, we both knew the Dirty John stuff really well, because I've covered a lot of documentaries about it, and you've lived it. Yeah,
1: I don't think that needed to be explained to anyone. (laughs) I mean, I'm here to tell my story.
0: (laughs) All right, you guys, season five, episode nine, Into the Bayou, Mm -hmm. tells the story of the disappearance of Clinton Nelson.
2: Clinton Nelson's last known whereabouts may hold the clues to what happened to him. Clinton Nelson embarks on a soul-searching journey to find his roots in rural Louisiana.
3: I could hear him finding himself. I could feel him being proud of what he was accomplishing.
2: But months later, he mysteriously goes missing after abruptly leaving a party. He said that the police were after him. Family and investigators scramble to separate fact from fiction.
3: He thought Clinton would be found dead in a ditch somewhere with $600 in his pocket.
4: All right, people call and tell me they cut him up and fed him to the alligators. Until a dramatic twist offers
2: solace to a grieving mother 1200 miles away.
1: We got some accents today. <laughs> we got some accents
0: day. I wanted to also point out that just hearing that trailer it's one of those weeks where Christopher sounds a little bit like he's had it. Yeah. Christopher sounds like he's about to walk any second in this episode. Did this
1: episode a little bit remind you of the April Pitzer episode? One million percent. Like a little weird, lots yeah. of twists, <laughs> lots of turns, not quite sure where we're going, but here we are.
0: Yeah, we are starting in a place called Spearfish, South Dakota and not to already get us too far off the rails, but I thought the act of spearfishing. Mm. Imagine you're a fish, and you're killed by a spear when you're just going for your morning swim. Yeah, what a way to die!
1: I think Tom Hanks did that in Castaway. <laughs> he did. Yeah, like he yeah. learned, Remember? I mm-hmm. mean, that movie was like, a, yeah. and it was just like fish. Oh, yeah. That's not
0: how I want to go.
1: Yeah, same. But he had to eat. You know what okay. I mean? It's called the circle of life. There was a very popular Disney mm. movie based on it. Sure. Cue music. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Raised in Spearfish, South Dakota, Clinton Nelson is a compassionate 20-year-old trying to find his way in the world. He was interested in everything. He wanted to see everything. Uh, He wanted to explore.
3: He was the kind of person that would stick up for the underdog. He was adventurous and loved to hunt. Just being outside was definitely a part of who Clinton was.
0: He loved the out-of-doors, and I said barf.
1: The out-of-doors. Yeah,
0: I like to be inside the doors. Yeah,
1: I mean, I know you do, but I didn't know we were calling it out-of-doors Yeah, the
0: out-of-doors. In the out-of-doors, there's less air conditioning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fewer chairs. You sweet little tropical fish. (laughs)
1: We meet a bunch of people here. We meet Grandpa Cecil. We meet Mama Carolyn. He grew up with Mama Carolyn, so this is what happened. So around the age of 18, we learned that Clinton wanted to connect with his biological father. Why did he want to connect with his biological father, you ask? Well, we get a little backstory on Mama Carolyn and Papa Jeff. They met when they were 17 and 19. Yeah. Papa Jeff is Jeff Mason, and uh, Carolyn was visiting from Nebraska and they did a, you know, they had the little romance. Yeah, they had the
0: little romance. She got pregnant real quick.
1: That's what happens with the romance. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes you get pregnant. Yeah. And, and then w- sometimes you get a restraining order. <laughs> it can go
0: either way. And, and so they're not mutually exclusive. Nope. It turns out. Yeah. You know, sometimes you get both. Thank you for that support. You're Actually, so
1: I, I know you were talking right to my heart. Thank you.
0: But Christopher tells us, "quote Trying to do the right thing, Jeff followed Carolyn back to Nebraska to get her through the pregnancy." To which I said, "Are you sure that's how you want to say it? Yeah. That's how you want to say it." Fast forward it didn't work. No, because, number one, we meet Jeff, the biological dad, now. And he says, after the baby was born, it was cleared we couldn't get along. And I said, did you want to try to give it maybe just another 10 minutes? <laughs> it seems like the baby was born. They're in the hospital. And the dad was, well, I'm sick of the bickering. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, well, this. I'm sorry I yelled. I was delivering a baby. <laughs>
4: My she was born, we just couldn't get along. When I come back home, she stayed in Nebraska.
1: So, Papa Jeff is here, and his accent is Cajun. Now, yes, yes. I looked up if we're allowed to say Cajun we can. Okay, great. And I would like to take a moment to explain a Cajun accent, if sure. I may. So, a Cajun accent is you take a Louisiana accent, uh-huh. you take away the consonants, sure. you add a mouthful
0: of marbles,
1: <laughs> and then you talk while you're taking a nap. And that but wait, it can up-
0: also sound very sexy. Like, I feel like Harry Connick Jr. Has a Cajun accent? Incorrect. What does he have?
1: He has a Southern accent.
0: Okay. No, I mean suddenly you're the you're the linguistics expert.
1: Okay, so two of my best friends are from New Orleans, mm-hmm. so and you're I, allowed to say things I, like yes, people I like
0: have, that sleep with a mouth of marbles. I That's have how run they
1: talk. these jokes by them, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so none of our Cajun listeners can sure. be met. Ma- can we roll a sound of what a Cajun accent sounds like?
4: That this one here, that, that put it on a hook. Well, no, you gotta have you gotta have to like wah to some of that spider wah. Good, good, good. It's 50 string uh? What's your name? Kevin. Yeah,
0: I'm not saying I don't agree with you. I'm just saying, based on our DMs and iTunes reviews, I wouldn't necessarily say it out loud into a microphone.
1: Well, I will read the DMs when they come through. Okay. Listen, I love your shrimp. Yeah. Thank you, Cajun people. Totally.
0: I just don't understand you. Right. So you're saying it's a you thing, not a them thing.
1: Okay.
3: <laughs> it was hard, but it was also the best thing that ever happened to me. Clinton was what... Gave me the strength to go to college and to be somebody that my kids would be proud of.
2: Carolyn married a military man who adopted Clinton. They moved to Spearfish, South Dakota, and soon Clinton had a sister.
0: So, Mama Carolyn is telling us she was a single mom and she marries a military man whose name we never get. We never hear from him. No. <laughs> we
1: just know that he illegally adopted Clinton. Yeah. Seems like a lovely man. No, no, his name. No, we don't know his
0: name. <laughs> We're going to give you the benefit of the doubt. You'll probably be garbage. Yeah. Because you're a man. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean,
1: you said it. I didn't. Can't
0: wait for those T.M. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I want to
0: blow it up today. <laughs> I just really want to. You know, we're in Nashville. Yeah. We're sitting in a hotel room. You're in a bathrobe. Yeah. Looking like a trash bag. <laughs> we're living our best lives, you guys. So
1: they had moved to Spearfish, South Dakota? Yes. Or Indiana. South
0: Dakota, did you watch it?
1: No. And they had another daughter.
0: Yeah. Also, other daughter, not
1: here. I'm in the South. Not here. And things work just a little bit slower. (laughs) That's not an insult. That's a fact. Not an insult. We were at the airport and there were rocking chairs. (laughs) As if someone yes, lands in the airport and they're yeah. like, "Damn, that looks good. Let me just—I'll I'll be right there. I'm just gonna sit in that rocking chair, calling my name. Give me five. Give me five in that rocking chair. Yeah, call the Uber. I'll be in the chair. They just move at a different they pace do. down here. That Could is you imagine true. a rocking chair in Midtown? No. People just like look at it in disgust.
0: Like people the, just start using it as a garbage can. Yeah, or
1: like a weapon. I, <laughs> Put a rocking chair in New York and watch what happens within five minutes. I double-talked you.
2: The urge to know his biological dad and family in Louisiana intensifies. Although she understands, this desire unnerves Clinton's mother, Carolyn.
3: I knew that he needed to get to know that side of himself, but I felt apprehensive about letting Clinton be exposed to things that I didn't want him exposed to. Jeff had not always done things the way that I thought that they should have been done. And didn't live the lifestyle that I wanted for my son.
0: So as Clinton is getting older, his desire to like know his biological father intensifies. And Carolyn goes, I mean, I get it, but Jeff was kind of a mess.
1: I actually love when people on the show are trying to be honest. Yeah. And they say something and they don't want to appear
0: rude. Yeah. It's like,
1: so Mama Carolyn says, you know, Jeff just um
0: pause (laughs) pause pause because she she knows he's going to see this eventually
1: didn't always do things the way he should have I was like well bless your heart that was a very (laughs) sweet way of saying he was a fuck up
0: but also this is where we learn that Clinton the young man who eventually goes missing for the last two years he's been in recovery and so I think what Mama Carolyn is saying is that I think the dad maybe has some drug addiction issues and she's afraid that if Clinton goes to live with him that maybe he'll like fall back into the drugs that he's been clean and sober for two years
1: actually he did really have some hard times. So this is actually really scary. He looked online and found a combination of. At 17. Yeah. And found a combination of medicines to get high and it landed him in the ICU. And he did it at school. Yeah. He
0: like found all the shit in the medicine cabinet took it to school. Yeah. And did it there. And I'm like I'm too scared to Google what that combination of things must have been. It could be a
1: number of things. I mean remember like a couple years back kids were eating Tide Pods. Yes. It's it's (laughs) I Really scary. Can Please I tell you one quick breathing. thing? I mean, can Thibod I stop Tide They
0: look delicious. Okay. They really do look good. Okay. They look like they would taste like ecto cooler.
1: I don't know what to say to that. Okay. I would like to say that I'm not responsible for anybody who hears you saying <laughs> that.
2: Clinton's near death experience did not curb his addiction, and the need for cash led him and his friends to burglarize their school. Clinton was arrested in 2003 and ended up spending six months in the state penitentiary.
0: He had to learn his lessons the hard way. They robbed their school. Yeah. To which I was like, you guys, I don't think you should rob anywhere. Yeah. But what a value are you getting at the school that you're selling for drugs? The overhead projectors? (laughs) What are you stealing? I mean, those probably cost a a pretty penny. I looked into it, actually. Those overhead projectors can be like $1,900. I mean, yeah, right? But like, where's the black market for overhead projectors? These kids (laughs) that are listening to this now don't even know what that is. (laughs) You guys, there was a contraption that teachers used to put transparent paper on that threw a series of lights and heat. Mirrors? Mirrors, they could project it onto a thing in the front of the classroom.
1: And they just like would wheel them in the class and be like,
0: Ree, <laughs> Ree. it was like the same time period where they had the carts that had the TV on one level and the VCR, the VCR. on the other. And the VCR was strapped in with like a belt. Wait till
1: the kids Google VCR. I know. It's going to be a
0: blast.
2: <laughs> During his time in prison, Clinton decided he would make a fresh start when he got out. He remained drug free for the next two years. In March of 2006, 20-year-old Clinton is preparing for his first solo adventure. One of Clinton's great uncles in Louisiana is a supervisor on an oil rig and has promised to help get Clinton a job. He was excited about Louisiana, and he was looking to start life over as far as he was concerned. Just a new life for him.
0: So it's March 2006. Clinton is now 20, and he's preparing for his first day of his big adventure. And on the day he's leaving, Mama Carolyn says, I felt like I would never see him again, but she thought she was just being overprotective. Literally every day I drop Daisy off at camp, I think I'm never going to see her again. (laughs) I start to mentally prepare myself. And then I'm like, I love you. I love you so much. Do you love me? I've started to ask her if she loves me, if she doesn't say she loves me back enough times.
1: I've She's She's healthy, right? No, totally. She's like, needy ass bitch. Did
0: I tell you what Daisy told me to do tonight at our live show? My daughter told me to say hello to her fans. (laughs) To say hello to her
1: fans. I respect that. I respect I, that healthy ego. Absolutely.
0: When we did our live show in New York, Daisy was working the merch table. She called it her job. Yeah, she's like, I have to go back to work. I have to go do my job, Daddy. I know. I, Listen, that bitch sold some down bitch
1: earrings. I was like, you're not making a commission. <laughs> Hands off the cash.
2: In Houghton, a rural community outside of Bossier City, Clinton's father Jeff is eager for his son's
4: arrival. He was 20 years old when he lived down here. No, it was great. Finally got my son down here with me.
0: So Clinton, to take this job in the oil rig, moves to a rural community called Houghton, which is, quote, right outside the bustling Bozier City. Bozier City.
1: I had to phonetically spell that out because I didn't need an Appalachia <laughs> no. moment again. I didn't. I really didn't need that for Even my Even in ego. our
0: Brooklyn live show when we're like, you guys, how do you say that? When the audience screamed back at us, there still was not a consensus. Yeah.
1: I just, I don't need to. So now whenever Christopher says it, I phonetically spell it out. You're welcome. I'm just saying
0: that like, no one is like, I live in the huge city of Bozier.
1: Yeah. Trust. Someone will message me.
0: I like that I can say whatever I want because you deal with the DMs.
1: (laughs) I'm like, can you not? Can you not make the sweeping statements? I know. Because I have to clean up your mess. (laughs) Which pretty much describes the last 20 years of friendship.
0: I would argue with that if it weren't accurate. You've been a real down bitch on this trip. I gotta say, Ellen and I have already been on adventures. On this trip, I'm not gonna tell you what they are, yeah. but they've been adventures and you've really been there. Yeah, yeah. You've really been there. I'm girl. here
1: for you. <laughs> uh, listen, you pass out, I'm cleaning you up. Totally. I'm cleaning you up.
0: That's why when you have one drink and try to walk home via port authority uh-huh. and I tell you that if you don't text me back in two minutes, I'm calling the cops, it's a little bit because I love you, but mostly because I need my mess my mess cleaner. <laughs> I need my mess cleaner. You know what I mean?
2: The long-anticipated day arrives for Carolyn to set her son free.
0: I remember feeling
3: like I would never see him again. And I remember telling myself that I was overreacting, I was being overprotective
1: and that I had to let him grow up. So speaking of mess, Mama Carolyn... (laughs) Was a mess. She was.
0: I was like, oh, she was a mess like emotionally. Emotionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like
1: this woman and I am not making fun of her
0: at yeah, all. Yeah. She
1: was weepy throughout this whole episode she poor was. thing. Like yeah. she really like I mean her
0: kid's missing. I so. know. Why did you lay off?
1: I no, I'm not. I'm just saying, like <laughs> Clinton went to go sort of like find this other part of himself and he actually loved this job working at the oil rig. Yeah. He loved it. He thrived there. He was excited to be there. Now, Well, he also
0: brought his bulldog.
1: Well, we're going to hear from (laughs) Bonus Mama Debbie.
0: Debbie is kind of the gift that keeps on giving.
1: Hold on to your butts. Yeah. (laughs) Now, Bonus Mama Debbie, everything I said about Papa Jeff's accent is doubled and tripled when it comes to Bonus Mama Debbie.
2: Welcoming Clinton is an adjustment for Jeff's wife and her children, but one they're willing to make.
4: The day he got here, he had a, a bulldog in the truck, and that was one of the things I said could not be brought here. I got a little angry about that, but to see my husband's face, how happy he was, it was worth it.
0: She does her interview a little closer to the camera uh-huh. than him.
1: And you really see the iridescent eyeshadow, totally yes. which is gorgeous. Totally. Yes. And something about a bulldog, and Debbie didn't like
0: it. No, because Debbie was like, okay, you can come down and live with us, but you can't bring your bulldog. Cuts to Clinton one week later, shows up at Debbie's front door with his bulldog. She's
1: not happy. No, she, she got some issues with a lot of things.
0: <laughs> you guys, we meet Rachel, and her lower third is Clinton's former stepsister. Former?
1: So do we think that Papa Jeff and Bonus Mama Debbie are divorced?
0: For sure. Okay. I mean, there's reason to suspect that that comes up in a few minutes.
1: Yeah, okay. So we're in the bayou. Uh, they say that, and she's like, we welcome we welcome to the bayou. We love them in the bayou. I was
0: like— <laughs> You're going to get in trouble. Uh, look, you guys, I would never imitate the accent. Send your DM straight to Ellen. I didn't do it. Uh, wh-
1: what, what is the difference between the bayou accent or a uh, Long Island? Accent, you have no answer. No,
0: I do. You're right. That's true. I just feel like people who live in the South are more likely to DM you because I feel like people who live on, on Long Island are like, yeah, I do sound like that. I- <laughs> that was my attempt at a Long Island
1: accent. Yeah, don't do the accents <laughs> ever again for any place. Can you play that again?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do sound like that. What? What's that? <laughs> my point was I don't know exactly what my point was. Yeah,
1: I listen, you know what? You don't deal with the DMs.
0: Okay, great. No. Don't worry about it.
1: Okay. Y'all want to come for me? I'm ready. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, but- my, my thumbs are activated. <laughs>
0: So Mama Debbie, who lives up north in South Dakota, says the Bayou was different from the life that Clinton had known before this. She's not poor shaming them, but she's like, we lived like a oh, middle-class life. Yeah, she that was a little bit of a dig. Mama Debbie and Papa Jeff and the family, like, they live in trailers on the Bayou, but they're happy.
3: I think it was easy for Clinton to adjust. He seemed happy. He seemed happy around everybody.
4: We just hung out and visit family. You got more family down here you can shake a stick at. A lot of camp folks. They fit right in.
1: And Papa Jeff explains how much family they had. Yeah. And he said they're more family you can shake a stick at. Okay. Yeah. I think that means they had a lot of family. I mean, I, okay, now this next part. Uh, Yeah. I rewound it no less than 17 times. I'm unclear what he said, but it was something to the effect of $1,900. Someone had (laughs) $1,900. Someone made (laughs) $1,900. What happened?
2: Four months later, it seems Clinton is on the way to realizing his dream job.
4: We got him on in a training program. Call him a worm. Bringing home $1,900 every other week.
3: He was ecstatic. He told me, that there were like six people that had started working there the same week that he had. And he said all but two were gone. He was not gonna let it beat him.
0: So here's the deal. We learn about Clinton's job. I think he makes $1,900 every two weeks, I think is what he
1: said. Okay, Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of
0: money. And so he's saying, like, Clinton's really proud of the fact that he's doing well. He's required to work seven straight 12-hour shifts, and then he gets seven days off. There's got to be a reason for that. I don't know what it is, but it seems like a high burnout job.
1: Yeah. Well, someone's going to tell us.
0: Um, (laughs) It's also dangerous work, you guys.
2: Working on a rig is also dangerous. One sweltering day in August, Clinton suffers a serious injury.
4: Somebody had a pipe wrench. He was he was down underneath the jaw works. And pipe wrench hit him in the hard hat. Clinton is
2: rushed to the emergency room, where he is treated for broken ribs, a severe cut on his collarbone requiring stitches, and a fractured arm. Instead of getting down because of his injuries, Clinton makes the best of his situation.
1: We papa jeff say something about uh, now listen a hard hat and i mean this with now what yes and i mean this with the utmost sincerity sure the fuck did he say (laughs) now listen listen listen, i struggle to explain what a stepfather is so i personally have no notes for papa jeff (laughs) i'm trying to help the people well
0: so what we learn and what he just said is that Clinton was on the job and there was a really bad accident. I wrote down pot wrench and jaw works something fell from a height yeah. onto Clinton's hard hat yeah. and it landed him in the hospital he's rushed to the emergency room but Clinton is really hurt but he goes like right back to work well
1: he's sort of relegated to office work yeah. which he actually is he's just that kind of person that's just super happy to be working totally and like he kind of reacclimated to his surroundings he called his mom and said that he had like fixed the printer and everything so it's at this time oh my god That Bonus Mama Debbie
0: basically said... Well, we need to point out that there's tension in the trailer because Clinton is living with his dad and Bonus Mama Debbie. And I don't imagine that the living space is very big.
2: The close quarters in his father's trailer have been taking a toll on his stepmother, Debbie.
4: I just felt like Clinton needed to, to be on his own. And I did say that to Clinton. I'm a private person. And, yeah, I wanted my privacy. But as far as me wanting him to leave, no, I never wanted him to leave.
1: Bonus Mama Debbie goes on and on, and she basically— her story straight, yeah, this one. Yeah, she's like, well, you know, I didn't mind him here, but I, did, I also, I, I, you know, I, I, he needed a spade And I was like, which is basically <laughs> swamp talk, forget the fuck—
0: Can you say swamp
1: talk? Yes, I asked Joey and Brett, can you say swamp? Swamp talk? That's what they say!
0: They call it, they themselves say swamp They say
1: that they're from a swamp in the bayou. You
0: guys, okay, we are trying really hard to not offend anybody. I just want to say, I grew up in, like, government housing in a place called Swan Pond Village. My husband calls it Swamp Pond Village. So I feel very seen and hurt at the same time. But
1: there was a thing on the Facebook group today where someone said the swamp, and I messaged, are you talking about Florida or Louisiana, to say. <laughs> right. They're both swaps. Okay, but maybe we say by you? Okay, great. By you talk. <laughs> Basically, she was, it was by you talk for get the hell out of my house. You're not my kid. You're bugging the shit out
0: of me. I mean, I think that Mama Debbie, now that he's missing, feels a little bit bad about this. And so there's a little bit of revisionist history happening. Absolutely. Where she was like, did I want him out? Yes. Was he taking up too much space? Yes. Yes. Am I a private person? Yes. Did I want him to leave? Absolutely not. Yeah. My door was wide open to him anytime.
1: Now, listen, I get it. Other kids that aren't my own drive me crazy yes
0: but like if he hadn't gone missing she would have just kicked him out right that's what that story would be about totally but now she's like I did kick him out but I did not want him to go right are you still mad at the swamp joke (laughs) no okay no I'm not mad at the swamp joke can you tell how long I've been doing this and how often I've been burnt?
1: Aw, uh, we can't say that! No. We can't say that. I'm like, you're gay! Can you say I can woman? Call- <laughs> you can't say woman! You can't say gay, man! What <laughs> do I say?
2: On Monday, as usual, he calls his mother in South Dakota to check in with her. But this time, he has some news to share. He and his father are thinking about moving out.
3: they have been looking at places. Clinton hadn't been getting along with his stepmother very well, and Jeff had also not been getting along with the wife very well
0: so you guys clinton and his dad are sick of debbie's shit they are literally thinking of moving out and i said nobody's getting along with debbie yeah. <laughs> turns
1: out no one likes bonus mama no. debbie
0: <laughs> no one at all I- Yeah,
1: I mean, because she's a great character, and she's good for the laughs. Yeah,
0: but so we learn that they might get their own place. Also, Clinton is thinking about buying his mother's car because his car broke down, and so his mom is feeling like, all right, like, things are working out down there. He's got a job he likes. He's got some money. Enough money to buy my car. He's going to get his own place with his dad. Okay, things are going fine.
1: So we fast-forward six days later, and it's Sunday, September 3rd, and Mama Carolyn gets another call, and it's Papa Jeff this time.
0: And he goes, have you talked to Clinton? Jeff
3: called me and asked if I had talked to Clinton. And I said, no, I said, what's wrong?
2: Carolyn's son has been missing for 48 hours, and she is just hearing about it now.
4: I know I made the call. I know I hate to tell her, you know, I ain't seen him, talked to him. And...
2: He said, Clinton's missing.
3: And I said, what do you mean he's missing? And He said, nobody's seen him since Friday night. Nobody knows where he's at.
0: He says he's been missing for 48 hours. No, he
1: says, Well, I ain't seen him.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm just saying, if he actually said the words missing, that's very Scott Peterson.
1: Are you suspect of Papa Jazz? I am. (gasps) Oh my gosh, I can't wait to hear this. I I was not at all. I am
0: suspect. I think I I honestly think I know what happened.
1: Oh my God, I can't wait to hear. Don't tell me. We have not talked about this.
0: Okay. So. Papa Jeff calls Mama Carolyn on Sunday, September 3rd. No one has seen Clinton for 48 hours. So now we're going back to Thursday, August 31st. It's four days earlier. We learn that over Labor Day weekend, Clinton was going to spend the weekend at his friend Larry's house. Larry lives in Princeton, Louisiana, which is just like a, a town away or whatever. And before heading to Larry's house, Clinton goes to his dad's place to pick up cash.
2: Before leaving for the weekend, Clinton asks his father to retrieve his cash. Since Clinton didn't have a bank account, Jeff kept his son's money locked up in his safe.
4: He had $1,200 locked up, I gave it to him when he came in. And, uh, you know, he just turned 21. Jeff figures Clinton is planning on celebrating
2: his 21st birthday with friends over the long weekend.
1: This is crazy.
2: I actually don't think this is crazy. Cl- you
1: don't think the amount of money he asked his dad for at twenty one was crazy? Well,
0: so Clinton has been working, but he doesn't have a bank account, so he's storing his cash in his dad's safe.
1: Yeah, and if he's going out for the night, he's like, "Can I have two hundred bucks?" And he's like, "Nah, dad, can I have all that money yeah. I've been saving? It was twelve hundred dollars. He's going
0: to buy drugs,
1: right? But who in their right mind's like, "Oh, it's your twenty first birthday. Here's twelve hundred dollars. I That's know a lot of fucking money. It's a lot of
0: money and." we're gonna learn this is all about drugs it's all about the money we'll get there but like yes i think the dad is also like you're a grown-up if you want all your money then what am i how am i gonna stop you yeah
1: sure so at that time papa jeff was working the night shift he was basically like you know i don't want to hang around your mama dibby i'm taking 14 (laughs) jobs now go have fun on your birthday and i'll see you tomorrow
0: so now it's the next day. So Clinton gets the money. It's Thursday night. He goes to his friend Larry's house. Now it's Friday. It's three in the afternoon and Clinton never came home. So dad drives out to Larry's house where Clinton said he was going. And he gets there and he sees Clinton like through the window, like peeking out of the shade. And they the dad says they have some little conversation. And the dad basically was like, All right, my kid's alive. I gotta get to work. I'm gonna go.
1: Right. So fast forward to 7 p.m.
0: That same night. Yeah,
1: Clinton's paycheck comes to Mama Debbie's house. So which It's
0: so weird that they deliver the paycheck.
1: Yeah, and Mama Debbie called and was like, hey, do you want this paycheck? And Clinton was like, nah, hang on to it. I'm going to cash it tomorrow. I'm at Larry's with no car. So then bonus Mama Debbie was like, wait, do you need a ride? And he's like, remember when you kicked me out of your trailer? Nah, bitch, I don't need a ride. I don't need anything from you.
2: Three hours later, back in Princeton, Jeff has just finished unloading his truck when he notices the flashing lights of police cars out on Highway 80 in close proximity to Larry Gillespie's house. Concerned that the police are en route to the party at Larry's, Jeff calls Clinton on his cell phone to make sure everything is okay.
4: I finally got him to answer the phone. He told me he thought the police was chasing him
0: trying to be a down bitch. The dad thinks that like the party's about to get busted up and so he calls his son to warn him.
1: And then Clinton picks up the phone and we hear Papa Jeff explain well, he said the police was chasing him.
0: <laughs> and that's
1: the last thing that Jeff heard and then the call drops. Yeah,
0: and also Clinton apparently said this in a whisper. Clinton whispers to his dad, I think the cops are chasing me.
1: Right. Now, Papa Jeff doesn't actually get off work till 3am Yeah, and no one has seen Clinton. He gets
0: home and he's like, I checked to see if anybody had seen him. And I was like, what is everybody doing up? Yeah. The Golden Girls Marathon ended at 1030. What are you all doing awake?
1: (laughs) So, the next morning, he's nowhere to be seen or found. They keep calling and calling his cell phone. And the next morning, Bonus Mama Debbie and Papa Jeff drive back to Larry's in Princeton to go find Clinton.
0: Yeah, when they get there, Larry's girlfriend, not here. Nope. Larry's not here. No one's here to tell the story. According to the dad, Larry's girlfriend was like no he's gone he like took off last night here's the bag of clothes that he left the girlfriend says at 8.30 Clinton stepped outside to have a cigarette and was never seen again
1: right and so then did anyone want to go looking for him isn't
0: he your friend when your friend steps out for a cigarette and doesn't come back can you
1: find your friend well we're gonna find out later though it seemed like everyone was on drugs so probably not
2: the family begins to panic it is then that Jeff calls Clinton's mother in South Dakota and tells
4: her her son is missing I just to call and tell her that. I couldn't do it again.
3: I remember asking Jeff, have you called the police? And he said yes, but they won't take a report. And I said, call him again.
2: Jeff says he is told by police to wait until the holiday weekend has ended, thinking Clinton will likely show up.
1: So Sunday rolls around, and that's when they finally call Mama Carolyn. And Papa Jeff says, yeah, they won't take a report till after the holiday weekend.
0: Like, To wh- which I said, Ellen, what did they say when you called them?
1: Are you ready for this? Wait, did you actually call that? Are you ready for this? (laughs) You're not ready for this.
0: Tell me. They were closed. No.
1: The police
0: station was closed? The
1: police station was legit closed. Because I never call the emergency number. I I was joking. You actually called them? Oh, I actually called them. (laughs) Guess what time their office hours end? When? No, give me a guess.
0: Four. Four. (laughs)
1: Four P.M.
0: And then there's there's no police for the rest of the night?
1: I mean, I'm sure if you call emergency, but I'm not going to call. Because I always call the non-emergency number. Imagine
0: if you called 911. and they were
1: like, like, we're doing a live show. They... We're closed.
0: Oh, my God. So
1: just so you know, in Louisiana, they got barbecues. They got places (laughs) to be. They got stuff. They're like, no, we're going to wait till after the weekend because um, Carl is having a barbecue. His wife makes a great ambrosia salad. We're going to go over there. So if you can call us on, on, let's see, Monday is the holiday. Tuesday, we'll probably, you know, fixing some stuff. Call us Wednesday. (laughs) Wednesday, because it's Labor Day. It's my favorite holiday. You know, Labor Day. (laughs)
0: So it's Tuesday now. Clinton is scheduled to start his seven day shift on the oil rigs, and everyone is sort of hoping that the uncle who's the one that got him the job is gonna call and be like, Hey girl, he showed up, everything's fine, right. but that call never comes.
1: So Mama Carolyn calls the police and they're like, No, we're you know we're not gonna take this call because you're calling from out of state. Also, it's three fifty-five, ma'am, and we close at four. That's not what happened, but do you know that the
0: the night that Daisy was supposed to come to us, it was a Thursday night, and they ended up not bringing her to us because they closed at five. No, they closed at five, and it was too close to closing time, so they had to keep her in the hospital like another two days. Because that was
1: because she was jaundiced. No, they
0: kept her for six days because she was jaundiced. But then when she was supposed to come to us the day that she was supposed to come, I'm like, your office closed, so I can't (laughs) have my baby yet. (laughs) They're like, it's fine, it's fine. She'll be here when
1: you get here. Why do we
0: still let gays adopt the babies? They're so loud when they can't get them. (laughs) She's under that nice little blue
1: light. She's nice and warm. She'll come out with a real pretty suntan. Did we move to Louisiana? Why am I talking like that? The
0: South is having a real weird effect on all of us, you guys. all
2: of us. The Sheriff's Office received a report on September the 6th of 2006 that a Clinton-Nelson had been reported missing. According to the report... Jeff Mason first tells police that his son is still on probation from the burglary conviction in South Dakota, and then reveals something that not even his mother knows. Clinton had previously been arrested by the boat sheriff's department for narcotics possession uh, on August the 2nd, 2006. He was a passenger in a vehicle that was stopped for an improper display.
0: So we learn that at one point in August, remember, this is all happening Labor Day weekend, which apparently is in September. Yeah. So in August. And it's bef- a very big deal. We don't, we close <laughs> Every the single episode is about Labor Day. <laughs>
1: You're so right. Every
0: episode takes place on Labor Day. You guys stay inside on Labor Day or y'all going missing. Oh, you are so right. <laughs> Between know. Labor Day and Memorial yeah. Day, everyone should You're hunker fuss. down. So we learned that in August, he had gotten pulled over... Basically, I feel like they pulled him over for, like, a broken taillight. Well, they said improper
1: display. What does that mean? Does Who? that mean his license plate wasn't on his car? Oh,
0: maybe, but they say that when they go to talk to him, he's acting real weird, which just makes them want to investigate further. To which I'm saying, if you guys get pulled over, don't just be like, okay, there's a body in the trunk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. don't just admit to the crime. And so they, they're like, this guy's shady. Yeah. They pull him out. They search him. He's got Xanax, ecstasy, marijuana, and drug paraphernalia.
1: I mean... Xanax? I I
0: mean, how many Xanax have you had today?
1: Four. It's new, you know? Totally. Like, I'd, I'd prefer the judgment to stop.
0: I do, too. So he gets arrested, and Dad and Debbie bail him out. And, like, everyone is saying, like, everyone's real concerned about the Xanax. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, well, he said it wasn't his, I believe. I'm like, it's just a Xanax. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying that, like, I've never taken a Xanax, but it's like a prescription thing that's not an opioid. Right. So maybe we can all lighten up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. We're going to get nothing but DMs for I this
1: Honestly, I, listen, I have some time next week.
0: Okay, great. You know what I mean?
1: So, but my... Mama Debbie, you know what Mama Debbie says about the drugs?
4: He just said he got the pill for somebody and Sheriff department found it on him and it wasn't his. And they throwed him in jail. He told me he wasn't using it. And I, I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I believed him. One news. <laughs> One news.
1: I just love, I love it when they take out the consonants. I One know. News.
0: And the thing is, like, Mama Carolyn is saying... Like, everyone is saying, we're not going to tell your mother about this. Which I... I, But then Mama Carolyn is like, I was calling every five minutes to find out if he was using again.
1: That's the thing, is that, you know, we all make decisions in the moment that we think are the best decisions, and then we're like, you know what, I shouldn't have fucking done that. Uh And so Papa Jeff was like, listen, you had a little bit of weed, you had some Xanax, you had ecstasy, he has a drug problem, but I kind of understand why, because Carolyn is really emotional, not a bad thing, she loves her son, she misses her son, and I understand that he was just trying not to worry her. Yes. And I do also understand that hindsight is 20-20. I'm sure he wishes he hadn't done that. And also he's
0: an adult. Like You know what I mean? He can make bad choices if he wants to. But you know, we learn here that all of this happens. He's given a court date, and but he goes missing before the court date, so he never shows up for it, and so they issue a bench warrant for his arrest. And
1: they start to speculate if he was fleeing because of all of these, you know, things, and maybe he was going to do more jail time. Remember, he had done that six months for that burglary. Yeah,
0: this is where we always get to in these episodes. Right. Did he leave on purpose yeah. for X, Y, and Z reason, it says the cops, and then every family member is like, he never would have done that.
2: Three months after moving to Louisiana, Clinton found out that he could be the father of a big Baby soon to be born back in South Dakota. At first, Carolyn was upset at the thought of her young son becoming a parent.
3: I had been a teenage mom. I wanted him to do things the right way. I wanted him to fall in love, get married, have kids, in that order.
2: Initially, the prospect drove a wedge between mother and son.
3: And finally he called one day and he left me a message and he said, Mom, you know, yes, she's pregnant. I don't know if it's mine.
1: So this is where we learned that there was a girl back in South Dakota that was Clinton's ex-girlfriend and she was pregnant. Yeah. And they were not sure if it was Clinton's baby. She attests that it wasn't. But listen to what Mama Carolyn does. She's upset because she was a teen mom. And I'm not judging anyone for their life and their choices. But her point was, I didn't want that difficult life for my son.
0: But Clinton is really being like an adult about it. He's like, I don't know if the kid is mine or not. Everyone is sort of in a wait and see pattern. Like when the baby is born, we'll see if it's mine. If it's mine. It sounded like Clinton was going to like step up and be in the kid's life. Right. You know,
1: hang on to that. Yeah. So then this is where we find out that weekend party at Larry's for Labor Day, because, you know, we like to whoop it up on Labor Day, was... Not so much a casual party as... Larry's house was a known meth house.
0: Yeah, and it's like all of this is coming from like Mama Carolyn. We don't really know like the cops are trying to piece together a timeline and we, this is where we learn that like over the years, like the mom basically gets like tips and rumors and things like from like local people. Mama Carolyn is saying that like she heard that there had been people there on and off throughout the night and the cops are saying that they have been told that Clinton was doing heavy narcotics. Yeah. And like I don't know anything about it, but just from other episodes we've done, it kind of tracks that, like, if he was being acting really paranoid and peering out the window and acting really, like, scared, like, it seems like maybe he really was on something and was having some sort of episode. Yeah.
2: Now believing that Clinton was using methamphetamines the night of his disappearance, and witnesses say he was acting erratic at Larry's house, police examined the possibility that Clinton took off running because he knew he was in trouble. No one said that they saw where he went exactly. There wasn't a story that he had walked out and maybe headed west and then headed east, or vice versa. Investigators worry that Clinton could have hurt himself running from an imaginary pursuer
0: so, like, now we're starting to get the conspiracies of, like, what happened. Right. And the cops think that Clinton was so messed up on whatever he was on that he fled the house because of some imaginary pursuer. And they're saying, like, that kind of lines up. If you remember, Papa Jeff says the last call he had with Clinton, Clinton was whispering, saying, like, the cops are, are chasing me. And we've seen this before where yeah. people do so much drugs that they just, like, have some kind of mental break and they yeah. don't really know what's going on. But again, if you're at a party with a friend and your friend runs into the woods could you chase him could you find out where he's going yeah it
1: gives me brian barton vibes it gives me charlie allen vibes but detective chad says well some people thought he went west and some people thought he went east or vice versa (laughs) i was
0: like you don't know anything do you you don't know so it's thursday september 14th larry comes in for an interview larry clinton's friend who was having the party that night and he's just saying this is so weird to me. Larry comes in and decides to be honest. He's like, I have no idea where he went. I had nothing to do with his disappearance, but yes, I was distributing drugs that night. The cops are like, oh, thank you for your honesty. They go to his house to check and see if there's drugs there. There are. And they arrest this fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder why people aren't going like, to cooperate when it's needed.
1: I know. He does stick to that cigarette story that Clinton went outside, went for a cigarette and never came back.
0: Yeah. And then, like, you know, the, Larry's dad gives them permission to search the area around the house and they do and they come up with nothing.
2: Up north in South Dakota, 1,200 miles from where her son disappeared, Clinton's mother Carolyn is falling apart. Then, the grieving mother receives some news that may prove to be the only bright spot to a very bleak autumn. Clinton's ex-girlfriend has given birth to a son.
3: The day after she got out of the hospital, about a month and a half after Clinton disappeared, I went and I, I took Clinton's baby pictures to show her and parents
0: and she says she goes to see the baby and she says it looks just like Clinton but the birth mom is saying it isn't his right But she agrees to take a paternity test.
1: And because of seeing this baby and all the emotions that it brought up, Mama Carolyn kind of, like, reignites a fire under her ass to, like, find (laughs) Glenn. Wow!
0: (laughs) You basically just said his mother had been super lazy. No! (laughs)
1: That's not what I meant! She just kind of, like, ramped it up a bit because she was like, okay, he could potentially have a son here. Right. Because, remember, Mama Carolyn called. They were like, no, lady, you're from out of state. This is the first time she's like, okay, you know what I need to do? I need to go to Louisiana.
0: I again, I don't want to ascribe any actions to what anybody. But like if it were my kid, yeah. I would have been like, "Don't call me on the landline, call me on my car phone cuz I'm right. getting in the fucking car and driving So Tell me the rest of it on the way." Right. Why is she waiting weeks? Yeah.
1: I mean, you're now you're mad at her and I have no idea <laughs> <I know>. why. <laughs>
0: So she goes to Louisiana to participate in a massive search and to confront these fucking assholes. Because remember, Larry's not being cooperative. She hates the dad for letting him do the drugs. Right? Mama Carolyn is on the way, and I just wonder what kind of like ragey Alanis Morissette she listened to the whole on the drive. And I'm here. Mind ya!
2: They begin by scouring the areas around the Gillespie property.
3: We weren't allowed to be where Larry's house was or the welding shop.
2: The impenetrable brush and late summer heat. Makes searching difficult.
4: You just can't hardly walk one foot in front of another without walking some kind of briars.
2: We were looking for his glasses. He had glasses that he wore all the time. And we didn't find anything. We didn't find any sign of Clinton.
0: This ground search. Yeah. Do you know what day this search happened? November 11th. Is it really so fucking hot and swampy in Louisiana that November 11th is considered late summer? I mean, they do things
1: so different.
0: <laughs> I'm like, it's two weeks to Thanksgiving. It's late
1: summer. <laughs> and the, it's very like brushy and briery. And they did have a lot of adjectives
0: for that area. Yeah. If I were involved in that search, I would have been there. I'm not doing this. Yeah. No.
1: Very thick. Hot it's summer. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: Thanksgiving. <laughs>
1: So that ground search produces nothing. So Mama Carolyn to Papa Jeff, we need to go meet Larry since he was the last person to see Clinton. And listen, Mama Carolyn was ready to go fisticuffs. She
0: (laughs) walked in there a ball of rage. If I'm Larry, I'm scared.
3: He started out right off the bat saying, why would I have hurt my friend? He gave me a hug and seemed upset by Clinton's disappearance.
2: But as their conversation progresses... Clinton's mother starts to get uneasy as Larry shares his thoughts about what happened to her son.
3: He thought Clinton would be found dead in a ditch somewhere with $600 in his pocket.
2: Carolyn wonders how Larry knew that Clinton was carrying a large amount of cash the night he disappeared.
1: Like there is someone you do not want to mess with. Yeah. Number 1, it's me. Number 2, it's any other <laughs> mom with like a uh, slightly pissed at her ex and yeah. missing a kid. She walks in full of, you know, piss, piss and, and vinegar. vinegar. I just saw that you were that <laughs> I would no, because I was gonna say piss and vinegar, and then I was like, Can we say piss and vinegar? What is the roots of piss and vinegar? Someone's gonna tell me it's know. not a good thing. No, I know. Should I
0: Google it? No, okay. I think we could say it. All
1: right, if someone's mad at me, just DM me and I'll send you some stickers. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and then she's like, actually, he's just a
0: kid. She goes back and forth on this because she first she does. she's like, you know what? I actually fucking like this and guy. Then, Cause
1: he's like, listen. Mama, I'm missing my friend. Like, why would I hurt my friend? But then he quickly's like, but he could be also dead in a ditch.
0: Mama Carolyn is like, why would he know that my son had all this money on him? Because it's a meth house. I'm sorry, Mama Carolyn. Like, everyone was going there to buy and do drugs, which is why he knew. So the hot cop Chad is like, yes, there are rumors constantly. It's hard to get the real story because of all the drugs. Yeah. And I'm like, well, Chad, do you think maybe the reason it's the drugs are inhibiting you from getting the full story, because the first time somebody who like acknowledged there was drugs at that party and came down to be honest with you, you went and fucking arrested that guy? Right. So what do you want, the real story or just to arrest everybody, Chad? <laughs> yeah. Also, call me. <laughs> Chad. Chad.
2: Since Clinton's father was the last person to speak to Clinton before he disappeared, and because he admittedly was at Larry's house in the 36-hour period before Clinton went missing, Jeff is asked to come in for further questioning and is given a voluntary polygraph.
4: I went and did my lie test.
2: Jeff says that he was told the results of his polygraph are inconclusive, although he insists he has nothing to hide.
4: I guess in the back of my mind, you know, I felt responsible for, you know, for all this happening.
1: Jeff was the last person to talk to him. Remember they talked last on the phone at 10 PM in a whisper. Right. So they're like, should we like circle back to the dad? Yeah. And so they give Papa Jeff a polygraph test, or as he likes to call it, a last detector's test. Am I gonna get canceled for that? I don't That's know.
0: what he said. I don't know. And the test was inconclusive. inconclusive. You guys, look, I've got my theory at the end here. Okay, I can't wait. And Mama Carolyn is like, I'd love to believe that he wasn't involved, but he probably was. And the, you know. And then bonus Mama Debbie is question.
1: Now, bonus Mama Debbie yeah. is really <laughs> taken aback by these questions <laughs> in regards of her missing stepson. She found them very intrusive, and I was like, I think bonus Mama Debbie's confused how questions work. Right. <laughs> She's like, all of us felt like we were suspects. I was like, yeah, babe. Yes, I know. I think you are kind of a suspect. It doesn't mean you did anything. Doesn't mean you killed him, but yeah, babe, you're a suspect it's for just, right now. Just answer the questions.
0: That's the quickest way to not be a suspect. Well, I don't know why they were asked uh, so many questions. And also then get a lawyer, too. You know what I mean? Like, if you are charged, you have the right to an attorney, and you should get one.
1: Right. So, this is where, it, this is the time in the episode where, I don't know how you feel, but sometimes I feel like they start to, like, grasp at straws. Um, Uh We have 10 more minutes to fill. Yeah, just think of some theories. (laughs) I don't know, aliens maybe? I don't know.
2: When Carolyn is back in Louisiana for another search, Clinton's uncle, who was his supervisor on the oil rig, shows her the medical report from the emergency room visit following Clinton's injury on the rig.
3: When Clinton had been injured, they had told him that there was a problem with his heart and that he needed to have it checked out.
2: Clinton's family wonders if his health could have made him more vulnerable the night he went missing. The young man never shared news of his condition with any family members.
1: So they tell us that that night that Clinton had that injury from the oil rig, there had been a mention of maybe some heart Problems with him, but this
0: could be important because if he was doing really hard drugs and yeah. he ran into the woods, it's possible that he could have had some sort of heart attack and died in the middle of the woods. Because we know he was diagnosed with some heart issue, he never looked into it. Can I just get to my theories?
1: Yeah, go go for your theory.
0: Because here is the thing: something happened to him at this party. Something happened to him Friday night, where Mama Debbie also says, and Christopher seems to confirm that Larry yeah,
1: Christopher weighed in. Well, yeah. <laughs> Christopher's like, do, do I get to say my, I have some, I have some
0: thoughts. Well, I'm just saying, Christopher doesn't tell us that this isn't the case. That in Louisiana, there's some law on the book that if you take drugs and you overdose and die, the person who gave or sold you the drugs will be held responsible for your death. I think that's great. That can lead to a lot of people burying bodies in the woods. You sure. know what I mean? What happened to him was one of a couple things. Either he did OD at the party and die and everyone knew and they had to do something about the body and they buried him in the woods. I think that's going to require a lot of people staying quiet for a very long time which I think is unlikely but I do think it's also possible that maybe he was alone with Larry and he died and Larry went and hid the body we also it's alluded to that the dad was in on this scene too we don't really know the dad's whereabouts that night after he gets off of work I think it's possible that the dad could have been at the party and maybe participated like I think he's in the woods somewhere
1: but if Papa Jeff wasn't at work because he was said to be at work until 3am
0: well he got home at 3am
1: right don't you think that Larry would been like, no, Papa Jeff was at the party.
0: I mean, unless they were all in on it together. Unless they were
1: all in on it together. You know what I
0: mean? Or the other possibility is that he ran into the woods and died and was carried off by some wild animal. I mean, you know, in the Maura Murray doc, they say that, like, there's no way that she could have died in the woods because somebody would have found her and the cop is like, when was the last time you saw a dead animal in the woods? You never see that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, something happened to him that night in that area. Like, he's he's not out there somewhere.
1: Yeah. So, remember that baby boy that was born in South Dakota? Yeah.
0: This made me burst into tears.
1: It was Clinton's. Yeah. And so there's some part of Mama Carolyn that finds, you know, the beauty in his spirit living on and it's
0: all very nice. And we see the baby and and, like she's super involved and like what a gift. I mean, the baby was born two months after Clinton went missing. Right. You have some remaining something of your son. like that's. I was watching it and I was like, oh, well now I'm crying in Nashville. Great. Are you happy Nashville?
1: (laughs) That that could be like your country album title. Crying Crying in in Nashville.
0: Nashville. And I'm sitting
1: here crying in Nashville <laughs> I'm in only my- crying
0: because I'm an early riser and nothing in Nashville opens until 6pm. Yeah and
1: you're exhausted <laughs> That's
0: bedtime Nashville
1: <laughs> So all to say Clinton Nelson is still missing and if you have any information regarding the disappearance of Clinton please contact the Bozier Sheriff's Office at 318-965-2203 There is
0: an Also act- you could just DM Ellen Yeah <laughs> She'll tell them. I know everyone. I mean they close at four, so DM her yeah. early in the day.
1: it's ten to four in <laughs> case you wanted to know. Listen, Wow. We got we got we got short hours here in the South. <laughs> and there is a reward being offered by his family that is still active for information on his whereabouts or any information for leading to anyone responsible for his disappearance. There is also a very active Facebook page called Finding Clinton that also spreads awareness and spreads the word about other missing young people. So we hope for some kind of word or closure for... Sweet Mama Carolyn and Papa Jeff, uh, maybe unless he was involved, then yikes. Say something funny.
0: One of my favorite Indigo Girls song is called Nashville, and I'm just gonna sing it. Nashville. Da, 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 da. Can, you bring, the, can you bring
1: the music over him
0: singing? Nashville. We're so excited. We're going to do our live show in Nashville tonight. You guys, we are going on tour. As you know, we are hitting D.C., Philly, Seattle, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Denver. Go to our website for tickets. Tickets are selling out fast. Disappearedpod.com. Click on the CS Live link.
1: And follow us on socials on the Disappeared Pod on Instagram. Patrick is Patrick underscore. I am Ellen Marsh on Instagram. Are you not going to tell them about
0: the Patreon? You don't care if they listen to our bonus apps? Go ahead, honey. You guys, join Join our Patreon. Get our bonus episodes. They're really hilarious. They're really vulgar sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes too much. Yeah, that's Sometimes Rick, our editor for the bonus episodes, is like, are you guys sure you want me to publish
1: this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's on you. Yep.
0: Three full bonus episodes every month. You get our drama club trivia. You get ad-free versions of these episodes. And our undying love, I guess. That too. Yeah. That's for free, though. Yeah. That's a I- bonus perk for free.
1: I give you my bonus perk for Wait, What? <laughs>
0: Oh. No, thank you. All
1: right, we love you. We love you guys. Bye. Bye. Um, should we get into it, Clinton Nelson?
0: Yeah. All right. Let me let me take yeah. let me take the usual approach to that. Yeah,
1: okay. yeah you're the man. You should talk more <laughs> mm-hmm. and often. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Keep. Let's go. And here we go.
0: I've been up since 4 a.m. for no reason. Did you get up this morning? Yeah, I went downstairs to get coffee, and then I went back down for more coffee, and then I went back down for more. I went down three times. The lady behind the counter asked me if I was okay. (laughs) And then you were
1: like, no, and I prefer you not ask any questions. (laughs) But the alligator theory comes back again, that he was chopped up and fed to alligators. The alligators are well-fed in the South.
0: They are... I think the dad maybe has some drug some drug addiction issues. And that drug
1: additions? <laughs> drug I, additions? We
0: can't make jokes about drug addiction.
1: I, okay. You make fun of everything that comes out of my mouth. I'm not making fun of drug additions. I'm okay. making fun of you. Great. Okay.